0: Well, here we go with this week's study. I think you're going to find it very interesting. This is Sarah who was promised a son. This is what this short story is about, even though she gets the giggles. And we're reading out of Genesis 18, verses 1 through 15. Now, I'm not going to read all the verses, but I want you to do is pause the recording and take the time to read it, then you'll understand more of what we're discussing here. So I appreciate you just taking a few moments to to read that. It's a good story anyway. And this is the Lord's visit to Abraham that sets the time for Isaac's birth. Now the three visitors that showed up on scene were probably the Lord and two angels. After you read the story, I think you'll get the idea. When Abraham initially addresses them, chapter 18, verse three, Uh, he uses the word Lord and he says my Lord and that's the Hebrew text which is Adonai capital L-O-R-D the the word that is usually reserved for God in Hebrew tradition it was spoken in places where the holy name Yahweh, the Lord and that's all capital letters L-O-R-D was in the text perhaps the text used uses Adonai rather than the more common Adonai to show that this was the angel of the Lord. We don't know whether Abraham knew his visitors identified who they were on the onset, but the story uh, ends with Abraham certainly knowing he had been talking with God. So there's no question about that. The, The angel of the Lord was probably a manifestation of God or it could have been a manifestation or an appearance of the pre-incarnate messiah we don't know that either but it's one of the two abraham's peaceful and generous reception of the visitors it contrasts sharply with the chaos and the corruption of sodom when we get into chapter 19. eating together was really important in making a confirming covenant that's why he invited to come down and eat with him even though, really, did they really need to eat his food? But they knew it was their custom that was part of it. So they entreated him, and they did sit down to eat with him. When God was ready to fulfill the covenant promise, he came in person to share a meal with Abraham, knowing that's their custom. So fellowship with God has always been signified by a communal meal. If you look at uh, Exodus Chapter 24, verses 9 through 11, it, it states that then Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 elders of the Israel people, they climbed up to the mountaintop. And then at one point, Moses had them all stay down below and wait for him. And he spent 40 days and 40 nights up there with God. Now, this is interesting because what did they talk about? for 40 days and 40 nights. What did they eat up there for 40 days and 40 nights? It's just to me it's so interesting and Moses tells the elders you you just stay here and wait for us until we come back and then Aaron and her, they went up there and he has them waiting and he says that if anyone has a dispute while I'm gone consult with them. So Moses was pretty good about leaving somebody in charge. He didn't want to leave the people unsupervised and unmanaged. But you know the rest of the story, it did get unmanageable down below and Moses dealt with them later on. Here you have uh, Moses delegating leadership to Aaron and and her. Moses climbs up to this mountain, all of a sudden he disappears in the cloud and there he's gone. So my few questions that I have, (laughs) some days what what did they do for those 40 days and what what else did Moses see what else was going on up there well other scriptures reference uh, this this communing with God over uh, the covenant you, you'll read that in Matthew 26 17 through 30 and Luke 22 verses 7 through 38 Acts 2 verse 42 and 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 20 through 34. So there's many instances of this. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. Remember that part? Their long delay seems to have a weakening faith, right? So she thought after all this time, it just kind of showed her weakness in faith. But Sarah believed God once she heard it for herself. Uh, She treated this announcement about her going to have a child because that's what they told uh, Abraham. She couldn't believe it. And she kind of had this silent sneer giggling inside. And she really added a falsehood of distrust. She just thought we're too old. So it was really an aggravated offense, according to Acts 5-4. And nothing but grace really saved her, when you read that in Romans 9.18. Look at chapter 18, verse 14 of Genesis, and what does God say? He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? It's a rhetorical question without a doubt. God is able to do marvelous things, and nothing is really incredible to those in covenant fellowship with the Lord, because nothing is too difficult for him. We read that in Genesis 18:10, Jeremiah 32:17, and verse 27 of Jeremiah chapter 32. When you think about this, Sarah got reproved. In Genesis 18, verses 9 through 15, is that dialogue? There's an inquiry about his wife. They want to know where is Sarah, and Abraham says she's in the tent. For me, I'm thinking they knew that. I wonder why they asked the question. So this was really surprising to Abraham that he knew all of a sudden that this had to be God with them because they inquired about the wife uh, and strangers doing this inquiry, that was odd. The subject of the conversation about having a baby and then the fulfillment of the fondly cherished promise within a specified time. So they even said when it was gonna happen. This really showed Abraham that he had been entertaining more than ordinary travelers. If you take a look at Hebrews 13.2, it says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. In the King James Version says, have entertained angels unawares. Just not even aware of who they're talking to or their surrounding. We have probably have done that ourselves many times in our life and not realized it. In one of my past podcasts, I talk about one of the strangest trips I had taken to to old Mexico. I had this encounter with an angel that we didn't realize was an angel until afterwards, and we got to thinking that had to be an angel. And it actually saved our life from being attacked. I like the story about Bill Bright who wrote a contract with God. He made a commitment how he was gonna serve God. He wrote it out and he framed that letter and kept it and it always reminded him what his obligation was. Abraham knew what his obligation was. Sarah now knew what her obligation was and she believed it. She knew now that this was from God. And of course, you know the rest of the story, it happened. We have to put our trust in God, even when it seems impossible. When you think about it, why do we need God if we don't need him to do the impossible? It's the impossible things that where God can really show us light in our life. We have an obligation. When Bill Bright wrote that contract with God, he made a commitment. And God made a commitment to use him as his servant. And from that point on, this is how Campus Crusaders took off. This is an amazing program that has reached millions of people around the world. And now we have a branch of that called Athletes in Action. This ministry will probably never die, that I can tell. But it's one that we can rally behind because we know they're winning souls to Christ. And Bill Bright has passed on since. But his legacy of what he has done carries on in what Christ did through him and continues to do. God bless you. Have a good day. Serve the Lord.